You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Hey, gals. Well, this is our kind of, it's it's just our last podcast of 2023. We're about to take a little bit of a break just for the Christmas season and just kind of get ready for next year. So I've asked our sweet Becca Frost to come and join me. And we're going to do today, we're going to do a kind of a Q&A with a bunch of questions that you guys have asked throughout the season. Maybe you saw a box that dropped on Instagram or things like that. We've been kind of collecting. And then today I'm recording on the day that we just did Devoted Live. We did the panel today. And so there was just some really great questions. So first, I'm going to tell you, if you did not get to listen to Devoted Live panel from November, go to the Athey Women YouTube channel listen to that. Because some of the questions, even that we got some comments after I did a live today, were similar questions. So go hit that first. So, but we just thought we would start this just so you know, Becca and I are sitting here with a Christmas latte in hand, because we kind of like our lattes. It is a staple. It kind of is. What is your favorite? (laughs) What's your favorite Christmas drink in general? Oh, there's like a chestnut praline like something or other but you got to go quarter sweet because it's yeah, like it's just too much i think that's the thing with holiday drinks is they just pump up the sugar and sweetness and it's too much but it, yeah it's a little too much yep i know the christmas time is it is the time that normally i'm just a you know i actually like i'm so high maintenance i like a quarter of one pump of vanilla <laughs> becca knows this about me it's it extra is, hot it, extra hot and it's very hard to explain i mean the baristas are next level smart i'm mm-hmm. just saying because i think i'm asking for something hard and then they're like oh yeah that's not that's not a deal <laughs> like no 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 like one quarter of one pump they're like yeah sure uh, oh okay they're so nice. Yeah. They're so nice. But Christmas, we do go and we maybe throw in a dash of peppermint in there too. Well, since this is this podcast is going to come right at the end of November, we're all going to jump into Christmas. So I thought first it would be fun before we jump into our questions for just to kind of share maybe a memory we have of Christmas or something fun. So Becca, give me a Christmas memory fave of yours. My fave as a kid growing up, we growing up in Southern Oregon, we always, you know, we went, we got our tree permit and we drove up into the woods and it was always the adventure of hiking up and down the hills in the snow, mm-hmm. trying to find the best tree, which, you know, they always end up looking like Charlie Brown trees, but somehow in the sparkling snow, they look so beautiful. And then the, just the adventure of watching my dad get it home, cut it, then cut it again, you know, trying to yep. get it to fit all of the needles everywhere, all of it. But now with the last name of Frost, I mean, Christmas is a fun time for us. We yeah, are, we kind of love all things Christmas. Yes. And Becca starts early. If you guys listened to the Thanksgiving podcast last week, you probably heard that, you know, in our house, it's like an absolute no-go. No Christmas music before Thanksgiving, no Christmas trees. But Becca. Well, technically it's a Thanksgiving tree. Oh, it's a Thanksgiving tree. See, totally different. Super thank, super <laughs> thankful. It's, it, it, it's all good. It's funny you talk about the Christmas trees. We did something similar in Wyoming and you would get your $5 mm-hmm. forestry tree pass and you would go through and traipse through. I, guys, you don't even, I don't even know if you can understand how ugly some of these trees <laughs> are back there. I mean, we're talking like no Christmas tree farms. That is not a thing no. in Wyoming. So I remember my my dad finding these trees and he would show us like, okay, well, what about this one? And it would just be so heinously ugly. It would be so <laughs> bad. And And he would always look at all of us and go, well, keep in mind with ornaments. And so then it would kind of start to be a family joke. We'd go and find literally like a twig and go, okay, guys, but keep in mind 
with ornaments, <laughs> you know, it's going to be great. But I will say one of my favorite non-tree things, my dad one year took Christmas lights and we had a big deck in front of our house that you could see from the main road, Highway 59 North in Gillette, Wyoming. And you could see it pretty, pretty clearly if you had lights. And so he on our deck, he wrote the word Noel as mm. large as he could on the front of our deck so you could see it from the road. And, and I always love that. I remember asking him, I remember walking out there and talking to him as he was doing it and why he chose to do that. And, and he really, he was, he was like, I, he wanted it to point to Jesus and why we do Christmas instead of all the commercial stuff and all of the, you know, the presents and all that kind of stuff. Cause if you knew my dad, he was not somebody that actually was very festive and do all the things, but it was almost like a little I don't know, a little witness thing he wanted to do from our deck. So, so there we go. A couple of Christmas memories. I know you gals are going to hopefully have time to do a ton of those with your fam. And, and one, as we kind of jump into some of these questions, one of the things that comes to mind is obviously the busyness of this mm. season. I do feel like our calendars kind of go November 1st and then it's immediately, you know, New Year's <laughs> Eve, pretty much. It's just, it goes so fast. How do we slow that down? I just, I just don't even know. But when we come to thinking about our time in the word, mm. we know that lots of times there are seasons of life that are so busy, but we always talk about on the podcast, we always talk about an athe, got to keep the word a yeah. priority. So I don't know, we, we had a couple questions on just what devotion and all that devotion time and quiet time looks like. So Becca, why don't you just kind of address that a little bit for what, what should devotion slash Bible study look yeah. like? What's the difference maybe yeah, for the I month of December? Especially that, even just kind of breaking that apart, I think sometimes we feel like, oh, okay, my morning devotions, I need to have four commentaries, the perfect journal, there needs to be a candle over there, also a good cup of coffee, you know, no distractions, all the, and, you know, being able to do it, but realizing that devotional time is just really just quiet before the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, definitely always starting first with prayer <laughs> because mm -hmm. making sure that your heart is ready to receive his word and to be able to spend time, you want to bring his spirit into that time. And whether that is something quick because you're going, okay, the kids are about to wake up and we got this going or I got to get out the door, but still just making that the first thing of your day, mm -hmm. prayer, and then reading. I think that's the big open the word and read and taking all the pressure off and just going, it's just me to hear the Lord's voice. Mm -hmm. And then if you do have more time, spend more time, you know, and like if you're in a season where you've got more flexibility, spend more time. And then even later in your day, maybe dive deeper into a Bible study, but making sure just open the word. Mm -hmm. I think that's the first, like take all the other pressure off prayer and open it. Yeah. <laughs> And even I think of the word when we, cause we say, what do you do for your devotions? Well, what does that word devotion mm -hmm. mean? You know, well, this is the devoted podcast. So this should be something we're very familiar with. Right. But we always try to remind gals and remind ourselves that mm -hmm. it means we're actually devoted, submitted, mm -hmm. obedient to it. And, and it, and it's not quite as easy as just checking a box. You know, that right. really does take some time that takes a, a heart and mind that comes before the Lord and says, okay, 
you know, do an inventory here, Lord, of what that needs to happen. And sometimes that can't happen in five minutes. And sometimes that will take a bit longer. I I know lately I've been getting into a habit and it's not like, I I mean, I I do other things, but just remember you can do other things too. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to go, oh, I'm only doing this. And so that checked the box for today and I (laughs) I have to do it again. But I have been actually, before I even get out of bed, I have an audio, uh, you know, just the, on your phone, the audio Bible and my yearly plan that I've been going through, I will listen to a couple chapters even before I get out of bed. And I've been loving that because it just is, you know, at least you're like, okay, you're, I still have plans later to do things, but Mm -hmm. can you add little things, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and when Becca was saying, you don't have to have like the perfect everything. One of Becca and I's favorite organizational tools is this really high tech thing called sticky notes. (laughs) We love our sticky notes. Mm -hmm. Do we not? Yes. In every single color. Um, And size. And size. (laughs) But you can use things like that to just keep the word in your face all day. You know, Mm -hmm. if you are a busy mom and you're changing about a gazillion diapers, put sticky note scriptures all on your changing table, or if you're doing dishes all day, Mm -hmm. or if you're doing a ton of baking, guess what? You're going to be doing a lot of dishes, you know, Mm -hmm. but put stuff where you are, put it in your car, you know, but keeping scripture just kind of in front of you is so good. And that didn't look like the perfect Instagram thing that maybe that didn't look like maybe what you thought devotional time necessarily does, but sometimes these busy seasons, just look for ways where you can throw it in. Yeah. I can still remember, you know, those middle of the night times of like up with a baby and trying to figure it out like, oh, I'm going to be so tired in the morning. How am I going to be able to read? And, you know, most of the time I would be just fine with us getting rid of phones. I was very thankful for being able to have a Bible app at that time, you know, because that little glow of the phone just to be able to go, okay, I'm going to be tired in the morning. It's 2 a.m. I may as well go ahead and redeem Mm -hmm. this time too Mm -hmm. and just take in some scripture because then that's the thing that you're falling back asleep to. And I love that the word encourages us. This is that early in the morning, I will Mm -hmm. seek your face. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's 2 a.m., you know, and then other times that's 9 a.m., you know, and just giving your time to the Lord, just being diligent Mm -hmm. in wanting to meet with him and be in his word. Something that came up today in our devoted panel, Brittany used the word smothering yourself with scripture. Mm. I don't know why, but I really loved that word. And she's not meaning it in a a negative, oppressive, like, you know, but it was amazing to think of all the things that we do allow to overwhelm us. Usually that word is very negative, right? Mm -hmm. But what can you be overwhelmed with just the goodness of the word, you know, flipping that on its head a little bit. I, I liked looking at that in that way. Cause then maybe, you know, your season as you're looking at to Christmas time is not so much like, Oh, well, I'm not going to have time to get in this particular Bible study or whatever, but instead just focus on, well, where do I get it in? And, Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. You may, you brought up a good point before we were recording about, you know, sometimes what the quiet time looks like versus Mm -hmm. actual studying the word. And there are seasons in our life where, right, there's not the four commentaries and all of that time, but kind of making that distinction too. Yeah have those times to do that. And but even challenging yourself to because I think a lot we are very quick to say, oh, we're so busy. I'm so busy. Oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. If anything, we that's the thing to carve out time is for, you know, time in the word. And if there's a little like checking your heart about that of going, am I spending enough time in the Mm -hmm. word? Challenge yourself and like do it and open 
you know, and whether that's you need a commentary or you just open up, you know, one of the websites like Blue Letter Bible and you kind of start taking some time to start studying on your own, you know, to be a workman that Mm -hmm. is rightly dividing the word. And you can listen to, you know, Brett as he's teaching and, but really, but you yourself opening the word, reading and trying to make those connections as you continue to fill your heart and your mind Mm -hmm. with his word, it will start making other things pop out and you're going to start making those connections. And I always love just what I'm usually reading without fail. It pops up in conversation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just always just such a fun connection to be able to then get to hear from other people, hear what they're reading, what they're learning Mm -hmm. and how that can either speak into my life or maybe what I'm reading to be able to then share with Mm -hmm. them. But when we go through this life without his word, we, we struggle mm-hmm. quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes too, we hear from gals that, you know, maybe you hear these crazy people in these podcasts talking about how much they love to read their Bibles all the time. And maybe you're like, okay, well, I really don't love reading my Bible, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and the thing about that is you, you will love it the more you're in it. Mm-hmm. I will say there's a lot of things in scripture that do talk about the discipline and, and actually applying yourself to learning. And, you know, some of those scriptures and Proverbs come to mind. And, you know, if you're in a season where you're like, I just don't even really feel like doing this. Did you hear the emphasis on that particular word? It doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. Honestly, do it do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we we should do it because we need to be obedient to the word. The word says to obey his commandments and, you know, you can't obey his commandments if you don't know what they are. So, but make yourself do it even when you don't feel like it. You will reap the rewards mm-hmm. of it. That's just the sweet blessing that the Lord gives us. But even if you didn't reap the reward, you should still do it because yeah. we're being obedient to it. So, one question that did come up, people have asked some questions about Bible translations and and where to turn for that. I did do. I won't spend a ton of time on this because we did do a podcast on that that I did with Pastor Gabe, and you know, just high level good translations. We in that podcast we kind of went into the different types of translations and you know word to word and thought to thought, you know that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. If you care about all of that kind of stuff, but you know, most of your translations, uh, NIV, I prefer the 1984. I don't really care for what the 2011 NIV did. And and not just, they did make some liberties, I think, with some of the gender stuff, but then also with even just there's some word choices and stuff. So my husband did kind of a a deep study on that one Mm -hmm. year on a yearly reading the Bible kind of thing. He listened to the 2011, compared it to his 84 NIV, and he was like, "Mm, no. So I love the NIV 84. It is good. ESV, King James, Mm -hmm. New King James. I always, and you'll get this if you listen to the podcast that I did with Gabe, the Passion Translation is not a translation. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're curious, that one's a big one out there too right now, gals. And I will say it's because it, it is, it very much appeals to a sense of feeling, get it? The, the name passion translation mm-hmm. yeah there's there's a lot there but do your research if you are uh, if you're reading a passion translation i well I, I would tell you not and then if you're curious if it just sounds like i'm being really mean and you know about that i just do some research on it cuz it's really the rep- reputable scholars do not point to the passion translation ever so anyway there's that okay this is kind of a hard hitting question But I know with Christmas coming up, Christmas is an amazing time for a lot of people. And it's also a very sad time for a lot of people. And we got a question on the panel today that was talking about specifically depression in regards to her teenage daughter and even seeing things in her teen where there was cutting involved and seeing all of this 
this trend in her daughter, what she can do to help her. Mm -hmm. So I do want to spend a little bit of that because it is something that it is just very common mm -hmm. during Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would say specifically if it is your child that you're seeing this with praying scriptures over them, mm. always repeating the truth of the word over your kids, you know, and maybe it's another that encouragement, having the truth up around your house so that she's seeing it, or if it's your son or of just, just reminding them of who the Lord is, mm -hmm. what he's done for them, how he's redeemed them, how they are loved, that their life has been paid for mm -hmm. and that they've been redeemed mm -hmm. and just continuing to repeat that truth. And whether it's, you know, if it's for a child or even if it's for us as women, mm -hmm. having those scriptures to remind us of truth, actual truth. The enemy would love to keep you in a place where it's dark and you are broken, yet we serve our Redeemer mm -hmm. and he he is the light mm -hmm. that can be the coming back into our lives. And so just really spending time in his word, having those scriptures up around. And if you're in a place of being able to have others come around you mm -hmm. and having them pray for you and, you know, without, especially if it's a mom with a child, just having other mama friends or other friends around you that would be just praying for your family and mm -hmm. not uncovering your child in that way but also making sure that you are keeping them in a safe place. Mm -hmm. And on that, that safe side, you know, especially if you are seeing things where physically they mm -hmm. are harming themselves and things like that. I know if you call the church office, they have even Christian counselors that they refer for things like that. And because that is sadly a big deal that a lot of our kids are affected with, or they have a friend who's doing it. And so that can be really hard. The other thing I would say with just depression overall, and we've talked about this more in depth, I'll link, you you know, several episodes that we've done on a, like just a biblical perspective on depression and mental health and all of those things. But also if it's your kids or even yourself, it is okay to be sad. Mm -hmm. It is okay to be sad. I, you know, you, you guys hear me a lot talk about not letting your emotions run wild and all that stuff. And that's true. We shouldn't let our emotions reign us, but the Lord did give us mm -hmm. emotion. He gave us feeling. And while we are to be controlled by the spirit and not our feelings, it's not to say that it, it, we can't be sad. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know, you know, for me, I always feel a little bit of that sadness this time of year, because that's when you remember the ones that are already in heaven with the Lord and the, all those memories that you have, there's a little sadness there. There's nothing wrong with me. You know, it, mm -hmm. it's okay. I don't need to be diagnosed about anything. We can be sad. Mm -hmm. Sad being sad isn't bad. Yeah. Just to go ahead and throw a rhyme in there for it. But and I think sometimes we think that if we are going through sadness, that something is terribly wrong. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we need to get that more under control and I and more under through the sieve of the word, I think, even more so. But sometimes we're just sad. Mm -hmm. That's all right. Yeah. And there's even the practical parts of it, too, of making sure, you know, are you fueling your body with the yes, things that are going to yes, be helping? Like practical stuff. Yes, like yes. vitamin D. <laughs> Oregonians especially should probably, totally. you know, but also what's your movement like? Yes. Because I think that's a, especially, you know, if you're already struggling with depression, that's kind of the first thing, you know, is exercise kind of goes out, but the Lord has given us bodies to be able to move. and he created a way that when our bodies yeah. move, 
it increases how we feel. And so man, it really matters. I mean, you guys have heard my story about depression, I've struggled with it off and on in many seasons of my life. And I'm just telling you that there is some in some ways, we make this far more complicated Mm -hmm. than it needs to be. You know, your first stop has got to be the word, even Mm -hmm. if you don't feel like it, that's when it's like, okay, I don't feel like reading the scriptures right now, then listen to it then, but you got to get it in and throughout the day. That's always my, my first go-to. The second one is, yeah, the health stuff. Like, you know, am I taking care of myself? Am Mm -hmm. I actually exercising? I mean, that really does make a difference. Mm -hmm. The Lord made our bodies Mm -hmm. and he knows how it all works together and that matters. So there's lots of just even practical things. And I would say the third and usually the hardest one for people to let go of is their phones. Yes. If you're going through a season of sadness, depression, get off your phone, Mm -hmm. like for real, just make yourself no Facebook, no Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm not a TikToker. I, I can't imagine, but I'm all of that stuff should just go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially for teens. I mean, especially for this sweet mama who, you know, is maybe seeing this with her daughter burn the phone (laughs) yeah and i'm just saying and i know mamas that makes it's like okay well they're not gonna like me very much that's okay because we are not here to be their best friends we're their parents yeah and they need us this is the loving thing to do this is the loving thing to do and you know put yourself like i often think about when i was 14 15 13 whatever and i'm glad cell phones oh my word are you kidding (laughs) yeah first of all we we don't need any of the the special you know shows that we did in front of our vhs cameras (laughs) of little concerts (laughs) and skits no beck and i are so thankful that youtube was not around yes then i have no doubt but that's some of the fun stuff and just some of the embarrassing stuff but on the crazy side the comparison, the mm-hmm. likes, the being felt left out and lonely. I mean, the the research is lengthy of the links to it. And it's so it's it's more parents need to stand up and say, yo, this is not gonna be in my kiddo's life for sure. So heavy topic, but it's definitely something that Becca was saying, praying scripture over your kids. Go in your kids' room, mm-hmm. pray in their rooms, mm-hmm. sit on their bed, fold their laundry, and just pray for them. I know that there's things that some of the things that I've prayed for my kids, I did get to see exactly how it worked out. Some of the things I know that I don't really even know how mm-hmm. the Lord's even yet worked that out, but I trust the Lord that he has is continuing to do those things. So be praying for your kids in that. Another question we had, and we touched on this a little bit on the panel, but I just thought we could chat about a little bit is, you know, people talk about how do we build long-term relationships? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, at Athey, Athey's a pretty big church these days. (laughs) And sometimes you turn and you maybe meet somebody that's sitting next to you and you say hi, and then you go along your way and, and then it's done. So... I don't know. What do you want to, what should we talk about with building long-term relationships? Oh my. Well, I would think one of the things that sticks out to me is that it takes effort. (laughs) That is like not the easy answer to hear because you kind of want to go, okay, what's the thing that I can just quickly do? And you know, then it all falls into place. And when I think about my long friendships and, you know, people, especially at Athey, it's been centered around the Lord. And usually there's had to be a real heart of humility on my part of allowing people in. Mm -hmm. You've got to let people in. And that means that they've been praying for you. They know what's going on in your life. And sometimes that's a little scary to do because you want it to stay surfacey. But the surfacey stuff does not turn into 
long built Mm -hmm. friendships. Mm -hmm. And so there is a real effort that goes with that. But to be able to even get to that point, you got to have a smile on your face and be willing to just kind of jump right in and say, okay, even with Athey being so big, this is just a, you know, one of those random funny stories. I showed up at a doctor's appointment, I'm checking in and there's a gal and she's like, hmm, you look familiar. And I'm thinking, oh, I just have one of those faces. No, she's an Athey Creeker, yeah. you know? So we meet right there. That weekend at service, I went to a different service than I normally do. I was on my way out the door. I ran into her oh, and I was man. like, what? And she's like, okay, this is kind of cool. Without fail, that Wednesday ran into her again, you oh, know? And so man. I love that. It's just those, take those opportunities to get to know people more, find out what's going on. What's their family like? Is there something that you guys have in common? And then I love Brett always encourages like, just invite them out to lunch, mm-hmm. you know, and try and see. And sometimes having a meal together is something that is just easy mm-hmm. to, you, you, there's, no pressure. You don't even have to do it in your home. You could meet for a cup of coffee or, you know, any of those. And just just taking the time to either open the door of your home or go out and invite someone in. Mm-hmm. I think that's something we've actually kind of lost a little bit too. You know, and, and gals in scripture, we're told to practice hospitality. Mm. And and it's something that often gets put in that column of like, oh, I'm just too busy for that. This week I was, a, a friend had made a comment on something about like, don't worry about if your house is messy. Yeah. You know, don't worry about a lot of the stuff that really nobody really cares about. I mean, the, the corner that you see that has like, you know, a pile of dog hair or is not as clean as you want it to be, they're probably not even going to see that. And if they did, like they might go, oh, look, she has a dirty house just like mine sometimes. Right. I mean, that's not saying to like not put any effort in sometimes. Sometimes we do have the time. Right. But it's it's more so listening to the stirring of the spirit of if you're being prompted to open your home or if you see that uh, that gal that is at the end of your row sitting completely by herself, mm-hmm. go and talk to them. You know, but it sometimes requires us to be a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't always love that. The other thing I was thinking about in that phrase of long-term relationships is it will take a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just going to take time. And and I will, uh, there are times too where maybe you don't feel like you have that really tight, you know, group of ride or die kind of friends that are right with you. And I think sometimes those seasons of loneliness mm-hmm. might be the richest times for you and the Lord. Like the Lord may have you in that season just because he wants you all to himself. Like mm-hmm. he really wants you to be spending time with him, leaning on him, solely first, you know, and, and, and then those other things. It's like in Matthew when it talks about seek first his righteousness, seek first his kingdom and all these things will be added to you unto you. And so if you're seeking him, if you're going follow and keeping your eyes on Jesus, those other things do happen. It, mm-hmm. it, but again, the long term that can take a long time, mm-hmm. you know? So, but I guess be encouraged in whichever box you're in right now. If you're in the lonely season, mm-hmm. man, keep seeking the Lord because maybe he really wants that time with you right now without any distractions. If you're in the one where maybe you feel like you do have your great group of friends and you don't really need any other friends, but you know what? Look out outside yourself, you know, look out outside of your normal section that you sit at church Mm -hmm. (laughs) or, you know, where at work, maybe that person that you don't ever talk to do that, you know, and, and be obedient to those things too. Or if you're the person that is like, I'm just terrified to say hi to anyone, (sighs) do the uncomfortable thing. Yeah. It hurts. I know. 
this is actually a while ago, we did a little Q&A box and I was like, hey, I'm going to do a Q&A at some time. You guys were very patient because you put questions out there and then I'm just now getting to that. But someone had asked a question that if it is biblical to pray in Jesus name and how we address our prayers. And I actually, I love this question because it gives you always an opportunity to go, oh, what does the Bible say? Because we know that the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. Jesus is modeling that for us. And he says, our Father, which art in heaven, and he models praying to the Father. But there actually are a couple other places when you hear people pray in Jesus' name that scripture points to that as well. Yeah. The first one that sticks out to me is John 14. And in verse 13, it says, and whatever you ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Those are red letters. Jesus yeah. is saying, in my name, yeah. ask. Yeah, I I love that. And then another quick one that I found was looking into Stephen, the first martyr of the church. And it's those sweet chapters, sweet but tragic chapters in Acts 7, when he gives that really cool discourse to the people there and, and they're angry. And he's a, he's going to be stoned. He And it said in Acts 7.55, it says that he's filled with the Holy Spirit. So we know that he is right with the Lord. And then down when you get to Acts 7.59, I will just read that real quick. And it says, and as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And so he right there, he prays to Jesus and mm-hmm. he, he addresses them. So a couple different places that we see that we can pray mm-hmm. and should pray in the name of Jesus and also, but how Jesus does pray to the father as well. Sometimes these are questions too, where it's like the Lord, I think would just say, pray to me, yeah, call out to me, you know, don't be too weird about whether you're going to do it right or not. But I do also like the question and like, okay, but I want to make sure mm-hmm. this is because sometimes we hear things and it gets repeated over and over right. and we just assume this is the way it's going. Like uh, the, you know, Brett always talks about bowing your head and closing your eyes. <laughs> right. well, okay, that one, maybe not. We do. <laughs> that we one's that probably one not over actually over. seen. Yes. We see some practical reasons why that's very good for moms <laughs> to teach your kids because we see lots of things and we're very easily distracted. But biblically, when you look at scripture, there's all kinds of postures for mm-hmm. prayer. And usually Jesus is looking up. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's different things. And I think it's good to actually go, hey, why do we do that and yeah. match it against what the word is saying? So it's a, it, I love that question. And I love that we can go to the word to find exactly what that should look like. I would also say just a little reminder, like making sure that you don't just throw in Jesus's name on the end of your prayer yeah. either. Because what you're actually saying when you're saying, okay, I'm praying this in Jesus's name. Is this in line with who he is? You know, same thing as when you're asking the Lord for something or asking about the Lord's will, when you say, not my will, but your will be done. That has to be in line with what God's attributes are, who he is. Same thing as we look at Jesus. Is this something that would be who he is and in his character for us to be asking of that? I love that you bring that up because I actually think there's kind of been a little bit of I don't know if movement's the right word for it, but it's been a little bit of the name it and claim it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I can basically pray anything (laughs) as long as I say in Jesus name, like, but they're using it not rightly. Like they're, Mm -hmm. you're using it almost like this is a magic word as opposed to what you're saying, which is the correct, like biblically it's when you're praying in Jesus name, you're praying in accordance with his will, with his attributes and what his desire is for you. That's different than, you know, tapping a little in Jesus name. And that means I get it. <laughs> no, that isn't what that means. And and I, I think we can take that so far as to just get a little bit weird of, mm-hmm. about that. And I don't think that's biblical either. So yeah. 
you know, do a, do a dive on scripture yourself. If that's something that you have been in a church or maybe something where that is a big deal of just in Jesus name, claim that out. There's even worship songs that are about that. And again, good, but sometimes remember the right versus almost right. Be discerning because you can't always get your, in fact, you probably shouldn't most of the time get your theology from <laughs> worship song or from music, I should mm-hmm. say. There is some really good worship songs, but not everyone we listen to necessarily has totally got the theology dialed. So, you know, just, just a little freebie on that. I think y'all know that. Uh, this was a sweet question. How do I raise modest, God-loving daughters in this day and age? I don't have any daughters to raise, Becca. So well, I've only tell us how one. it's done. I would love to hear all the answers because that's, <laughs> what, that's my biggest prayer. I think my the thing that I'm very, very heavily trying to rely on is making sure that the Lord is correcting me where I'm not setting that example for her. And for me, I've studied the word modesty a lot because it's it's kind of it can mean words matter. Yep. Right. And yep. modesty, a lot of times, I think, especially within the Christian realm, we instantly go to clothing and what that looks like. But the more and more I'm in the word and just studying about modesty, it really comes down to a heart mm-hmm. issue. And so being able to from, you know, from when our daughter was little until here she is in junior high now, which junior high for any girl can either be really fun, but it also comes with really brutal stuff just constantly reminding her who she is and what we've been created for, that we are God's workmanship and trying to set an example as I can, but also trying to point her to other Christian women to see examples. My daughter very much looks up to Miss Amy (laughs) and she just being able to see those pieces. We also have other sweet friends that are around that I might send them a text and say, Hey, could you encourage this way? You know, and being able to have those gals then pour into my daughter too, making sure that I set up her in situations of giving her and having those hard discussions Mm -hmm. of, okay, this is why would this be the best choice? When she was much younger, it was a lot of like saying this would be the good choice and giving it. But now that we're navigating, you know, junior high, it's more of her taking that ownership. Mm -hmm. What does the Bible say about Mm -hmm. this? What would your friends say? What would the world say? And trying to navigate all Mm -hmm. those different pieces of modesty. Uh, It's in 1 Peter 3, verse 4, when it says, But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a quiet, gentle, and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. And this is often tacked on with the modesty thing, because verse 3 talks about don't let your adorning be external. And then it gives some examples of braiding a hair and putting gold jewelry. Now, that is not to say that there's something immodest about jewelry necessarily or braiding of your hair. The point is, it's the external. It's the things that would point to you and say, hey, look at me. Whereas like what you're saying is, is that it's it's actually, it's a heart issue. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this, you know, we can take the modesty thing if we're only taking it about clothing and we could say, okay, so the person that is, you know, wearing, you know, the full on turtleneck skirt to the floor, you know, the whole thing, that's modest. I could actually, I don't know, I think we could make a case that that is sometimes if the heart isn't in alignment Mm -hmm. with that, if the reasons aren't right, 
you could be in certain situations when you could be actually, it could be pointing to you. Mm-hmm. It could be like, oh, look at me and how ultra modest I am. Mm-hmm. That's actually not the right heart. And when you think about that, it should be about that gentle and quiet spirit. Well, then the outward stuff, how does that express that? Mm-hmm. It's really hard to have a gentle and quiet spirit dressed really immodestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, think about crazy movie stars, stuff that we would see, you know, on the red carpet. You don't look at those and go, oh, that is just a sweet, gentle and quiet spirit (laughs) right there. You don't, right? You know, I mean, there's just natural things that our outward appearance do say about. It's kind of like when Jesus says, you know, from the overflow of the heart, Mm -hmm. the mouth speaks. I sometimes think that also can come through even to what we are wearing. And, you know, some Christians will get offended by this and say, oh, you're taking this too hard or too legalistic. Sometimes when they say that, though, I want to ask, like, why are we defending the outfit that mm-hmm. much like like why i mean really it, i don't really know usually if you're defensive about it it's like well maybe there's something we need to think about yeah. on, on that you're girl mom so you kind of have to address those things from different places i have to address that as a boy mom right. mm-hmm. and it's more in a guarding your guarding your eyes guarding your heart you know lots of scripture about man, when, when that billboard pops up that you Mm -hmm. drive past every day, or, you know, the, it could be a TV commercial. I mean, it's kind of everywhere. And so for Christians, boy, we could just, we can represent the Lord so much better Mm -hmm. and we could get all tripped up and go, okay, well, that's not me expressing myself. Uh, I want to say then like, maybe we should die to ourself Mm -hmm. and just, just put us as close as we can to the Lord. But I love what you're saying that it's, it really is more of a heart issue than yeah. necessarily measuring the skirt or the right. shorts yeah. or whatever. There's sometimes practical things that we need to ask ourselves with that, but also your point too, about modeling it yourself. You yeah. know, our kiddos are watching and I would say modeling it your, yourself, but then also who your kids hang out with. Mm-hmm. And I would say who you let them listen to. We've, mm-hmm. we've talked about music and we've talked about the Taylor Swift I'll just say next level idolatry that we've seen. That's just absolutely flat out what's going on. And how she dresses, how she portrays things in a very sexualized way. If you're letting your kiddo be like enamored by that, then you really should not be surprised if they are also wanting to dress immodestly and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we need to be good gatekeepers of our homes and go, this is allowed. That's not, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's try to hit one more here. This was a good one. A gal asked how to respond to coworkers, and I could also just elaborate other people as thing, what even maybe family members that mock Jesus, mm-hmm. creation, his word, fill in the blank. I mean, there's a lot of, this is most definitely, I think, probably more than any other time than now, you know, for yeah. you and I, the hostility towards Christians mm-hmm. is getting real, folks. And I don't, I think we're just, it's just the tip of the iceberg. I think so much more is coming. So if it feels like it's getting a little, you know, warm, <laughs> yeah. well, <laughs> mm-hmm. armor up girls. Cause I think it's going, going to get way more intense than this, but what would you say for, for those gals that are kind of in those situations? Yeah. I think the first thing that pops into mind is just James one five, pray for that wisdom mm. of that situation that you're in right there have a heart that's prepared, you know, before going into, you know, whether it's a workplace or maybe it's a family dinner or, you know, anything of that sort. But also 
in the moment itself, praying for that wisdom, because there's going to be times that you've got all the perfect answers to be able to defend it. But the Lord is not asking you to give those perfect answers to defend it right there. It could be something different. And sometimes it is quiet. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to bite your tongue when you, but that's where that you have praying for that wisdom to know how to navigate that situation right there that the Lord has allowed you to be in and know that it's his timing and to trust that. And I think because our world is so incredibly prideful, when we come into a situation without that pride, it changes the table conversation a little bit. And sometimes they're still, it's going to be ugly. It could be knockout, drag out the whole bit, but you knowing that you are representing Christ Mm -hmm. in that situation. I have worked in many different places and there's, I've had coworkers who are like, oh, sure, you're a Christian. That's great. And then there's others that are, you know, have the cold shoulder. And then there's been those that have just been beyond root, Mm -hmm. you know, just calling me stupid that I only rely on a crutch. How can you believe in fairy tales? And the choice in so many of those times was just to continue to love them Mm -hmm. and to continue to treat them with respect and to their actions can speak very loud of that which then opened up conversations of, okay, that person was really rude to you. How come you didn't respond with this? And I didn't always do it right. There's lots of times that I messed those up so many times, but the other people are watching too. And so sometimes that's a witness of navigating those. And the Lord has allowed you to have one person that could be very harsh Because the other person, he's ready to really tap them on the shoulder and they're watching that interaction Mm -hmm. and how it goes down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think that those words in James about just asking the Lord for wisdom in those situations, because sometimes, like you said, it's it's going to be maybe you shouldn't respond with your really well articulated argument. Mm -hmm. But then I'll also flip that and say, or the the spirit could be prompting you to speak. Mm -hmm. And if you are being prompted to speak and to be bold, we need to do that too. You know, mm-hmm. I love the model of of the apostles in Acts when, you know, <laughs> they, you know, apparently they weren't much as far as, you know, it wasn't like they were well educated. It wasn't like they were any of these things, but, but they had boldness to speak when the spirit asked them to speak. And, mm-hmm. and I think, especially as we've talked about, man, in these days that we're living in, this is not a time to have a regret about boy, I, the Lord was asking me to say something and mm-hmm. I did not, mm-hmm. you know, we, we need to be obedient and just to whatever is on us and not to be shocked. You know, I know it, nobody loves to be hated. We don't even like it when, if you post something on social media and somebody doesn't put the heart or the like button, then it's like, we've been dissed on somehow. We don't even like that. But scripture actually says, no, actually you will be hated you know, John 17, Jesus talks about that. He says, but, but they hated me first. So, you know, I, I think that that's something that it's not a, that's not a fun word to hear, but probably something that we need to get used to hearing is that not only are you not going to be liked or maybe made fun of at work, or maybe even at your own table and with your own family and friends, you actually might be flat out hated, Mm -hmm. but be encouraged. You're in good company Mm -hmm. with that. You know, Jesus himself was hated. His own family thought he was crazy town, but Jesus gave us that word. And Mm -hmm. he said, you're going to have trouble, but it's okay. I have overcome the world. Yeah. 
this affliction is only for a moment. You yeah. know, we have eternity with Christ and that person that is, you know, maybe causing it, they still have that choice to make about eternity. And so you can continue to put on a smile and turn the other cheek and just be praying for them, even if they are berating you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, there you go, gals. We hit as many as we could. You know, if you ever have other questions, we would love to hear them. And twice a year is usually what we do with the devoted panel. And those will kind of send out a questionnaire or a box or something on our newsletter or uh, Instagram Facebook, I think we have them all out on there. So you can send us in questions and those will will take on a panel. And I, I'm, I'm giving that a plug because I enjoy doing this with Becca and I. But what we love about those panels is we get to tap into other yes. wise, sweet, wonderful ladies in our fellowship that are just so great to hear from. So um, and and you can go back on our Atheist Women YouTube channel and you could just listen to even the panels that we've done yes. in the past couple of years. And man, you're going to get some so good, much has been covered. Yeah, yeah. good, good. <laughs> stuff in there for sure. But send us your questions. We love to hear it. And, you know, as you guys go into this Christmas season, know that you you got a team, not just Beck and I, but our whole Athey Women team, mm-hmm. we are, we're praying for you gals. You know, we're, we're praying that you guys will be in your, in your Bibles. We're praying for boldness. We're praying for the prayer requests that you send in to us. We love to hear those. So, but look for opportunities in this next month to just draw near to the Lord. Whatever that looks like, whatever time snippets that looks like, if it's a lot or if it's a little, the Lord isn't grading you, but he really does want to be with you. So may the Lord bless you guys. And we will come back to our regular podcast schedule in January of 2024. How crazy is that to say? Oh my goodness. Thanks, Becca. Thank you for tuning in to the Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of AV Creek Christian Fellowship in West Lynn, Oregon. For more resources, or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at apcreek.com.